Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 67, season 4, episode 9, entitled Klaus and Greta, originally airing January 14th, 2010, alongside the next episode, Black Light Attack, but we will tackle that episode next week. David, if you would, please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. So there were four plot lines, but there really should have been three because I think it's a little too much. But anyway, so uh, it is now, it's it's the new year at 30 Rock and everyone is coming back from the holiday. Jack left a drunken New Year's night message to Nancy and goes on a mission to try to erase it before she can hear it. Liz, not, no, Liz drunkenly outs her cousin at the family Christmas gathering and he's kicked out of his home and comes to New York to stay with her. James Franco is looking for a manufactured relationship to distract from his relationship with his Japanese sex pillow and Jenna takes a job. It's not a sex pillow, it's a body pillow. With his Japanese job body pillow and Jenna takes a job. And <laughs> fourth, and I think this is the plot line that suffers because it could have been more developed, but there wasn't much time for it, is Tracy and Angie are pregnant and he's sure it's with the daughter, and but he but Tracy also learns that there are risks that come with raising a daughter in the world. Yeah, I guess there's there's often stigmas about women that, yeah. that persist throughout the world, and it. Uh, I mean, it, that's yeah. I mean, that's the one storyline next to the Klaus and Greta storyline that sort of continues through this season. Um, so it's nice that they're setting it up. It, but it but almost like they could have waited. Needed, right. They should have waited till they could have given more time. It's like, I think yeah. last week was an example of an episode that had, I think, four different plot lines, mm-hmm. but it all worked. Yeah. This was, it felt like it was a little bit too much for it to, for it to all work, I guess. Like, like the to me, like the Tracy storyline felt noticeably shortchanged in this episode. Yeah. Because it was like, there were only a couple scenes and I, it feels like there was a long time between them. So it was like, yeah. when it popped up near the end when he's having the conversation with the, with the, um, the with his entourage about, yeah. you know, the plight of women and bringing women to the group. It's like, it seems like, I mean, I don't know if time-wise it, it may be, but it felt like it was a long time since Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, so there's the opening, there's a cold open where they're all in the elevator and he says, we're pretty sure she's pregnant. And then there's scene, 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 scene. And I think he meets up with Liz again to say, I know I got her pregnant because I shouted to Susan B. Anthony. And then there's a couple more scenes and then there's the scene with the dancer that he's like, oh, my, her name's my, her name's Virginia. And he's like, that's going to be my daughter's name. And that's when he learns that women have a difficult time on the earth. And then the very end, that's uh, the credit scene is him saying, we're going to add an entourage member. Which I think that's more of a subtle joke about the fact that this is these episodes aired back to back because mm. it, it, there's a cryon that comes up. Is that what they're called? Chiron. Chiron is it? Chiron. Uh, I don't think that's. The I same don't think thing, for that because a chiron is usually like, like the news. Yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. anyway. There's text that comes on screen that says "to be continued." A subtitle maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway. And Kenneth pulls calls attention to it, but then this episode is followed immediately by the next episode that's more seem like an inside meta joke of like to be continued right now like kind of thing like that which that joke does um that joke still does work in streaming age because usually you're gonna watch an episode immediately right after so it kind of it pays off but not really because the joke 
is hindering on the fact that you you know the episode's coming right then. Doesn't really matter, but anyway, yeah. Um, but no, I enjoy this episode. I think it's it's despite it being so busy and some of the plots maybe could have been dedicated to another episode or it could have gotten more time to seem more important. Um, I think the stuff with like James Franco is a lot of fun because, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's used subtly enough that it's not super over the top, but it's it's outrageous enough for Thirty Rock that it's like, yeah, this fits in this world. Uh, the stuff with Klaus and Greta, I don't know. Again, I don't really like their relationship. So, I mean, it's kind of hammy. It's kind of like, oh, brother. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just so, it's just so safe. I don't know if that's a good word for it, but it, it's just, it's not as engaging. I just don't care about any of it. Um, when they try to hit the emotional bits, I'm just like, hurry up, let's go. Like, I'm, I'm over this. Let's just go to the next thing. Also, but, Danny immediately disappeared again. Yeah. We'll see him next episode, so... Oh, that's good. He'll, he'll be around again, but yeah, like... I totally <clears throat> didn't remember this at all. Like, I didn't even remember that James Franco was on yeah. Well, that's Rock what I said. All. Like, I mean, like, he was... I feel like he's used so subtly yeah, that it's like yeah. you can kind of forget he's in it. But I mean, yeah. I think he does a great job in it. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I... So I generally think he's, like, fine as an actor. Like, I realize he's playing him himself in a heightened version of himself, but I didn't believe it like it was no, just like his like fair. performance was like so self-consciously like look i'm making fun of how weird and silly i am and it was like his line delivery was so like it was like almost too self-aware that made it unbelievable like you know what i mean yeah. like, it was to me it was so self-aware it took me out of it because i was like this is like james franco the actual actor while playing himself but like knowingly winking and i mean that happens i feel like that happens it does happen a lot but the way he plays it comes off as so self-aware that i didn't believe it within the context of the episode itself if yeah because i mean i guess if you've seen a lot of his work especially like his comedy work like it almost seems like if he's reading something he's written or a friend has written he's more into it like this maybe he just didn't seem like he was into it like i don't know it's like yeah. I mean, he delivered there, you're right there's some there's almost like almost low energy to it it's like did he want to do this yeah there's or? one specific scene right in the middle that we'll get to like that was that was the 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 one scene that like where i really thought that's the we, one where there. he's him and jenna are breaking up no or? no it's in okay. the it's in the office when we first get introduced to okay Kimiko. Kimiko -tan. Yes. yeah so we, right. we can talk about it when we get there okay. but okay uh, any other thoughts before we hop in let's hop in all right so the cold open is basically just going to catch us up from everyone and their uh holiday activities hey jack did you dye your hair no no so how was your new year's wonderful my dear friend the deep sea explorer bob ballard brought over a 2000 year old amphora of wine from a sunken phoenician trading vessel <laughs> The wine turned out to be quite toxic. <laughs> my guests and I spent the stroke of midnight in my garden vomiting. Oh my god, sorry. Don't be. The whole night, purging, the new year, the vivid hallucinations of Astarte, the Phoenician goddess of sex and war, it all wiped the slate clean. So, Nancy Donovan... What happened before Christmas was a mistake. She hasn't contacted me since, so clearly she agrees. It's... Over. That's healthy. A clean break. Exactly. A clean break. So what about you, Lemon? Is your 2010 off to a good start? Well, I spent New Year's Eve with my family, which was actually very special. My cousin Randy, this 
kid from this rural coal mining town came out to us. And I think old Liz Lemon had a little something to do with that. Randy's gay, everybody. He's gay. I think everyone knew. Liz Lemon is a <laughs> terrible person. Evidence piece number who knows at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Being being drunk is not an excuse. Absolutely. No, there's no excuse for outting someone. I mean, encouraging well, Especially someone, in that way. Especially in that and, way. And in the big in family the rural, gathering. Rural, what well, is it? Right. Midwest? Pennsylvania. Me- yeah. Meth. Methlisburg? Meth, 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 Something with meth. Yeah, which is most likely a fake name, but... Well, knows? yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> clearly, like... Yeah. I do think she, she does a good job once he comes to New York of trying to, like be supportive but also trying to help him understand like it's it's cool to be in that world and 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 be so gung-ho but you also have to be safe and you have to be smart about it so i think she does a good job about trying to protect him and and help him but that scene is not a good representation of trying to be an ally like that's not an ally at all that's that's the worst thing that you can do Uh, meanwhile tracy's been stuck in the elevator trying to discern what floor he actually works on Hey, Tracy. Finally! Over the break, I forgot what floor I worked on. Six, Tracy. Six? I knew it was a character from Blossom, but I couldn't find a Joey Russo button. Hold the door! You guys, I had the most amazing New Year's. I met James Franco's manager. It was like a fairy tale. My client, James Franco, he's actively looking for a relationship with a human woman to dispel certain unsavory rumors. Are you available for a fake romance with a movie star? Does chewing on a sponge trick your brain's hunger center? Yes, yes, a million times yes. So this is some arranged Hollywood relationship? With James Franco? Can you believe they went to me before IEA from the real world Cancun? I think it's great. The exposure will do wonders for you and TGS Lemon. I want you and Jenna to have a meeting with James Franco and make sure his manager doesn't screw her. Too late. Oh, wait, which way did you mean that? I had a pretty amazing New Year's, too. My wife and I are trying for a daughter. And on New Year's Eve, I think I got Angie pregnant. No, 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 no. Okay, but I was going to describe it real good. Yeah, so don't forget the Tracy plotline happens in this. Uh, it's just, we'll, we'll, it'll be a while before we see him again. I'm trying to think like I know that James Franco like fam- like is famously like written up in the media for like quote unquote being weird or avant-garde or whatever like I, I was trying to think like was, was this like reflective of an actual thing like obviously I, I don't think the body pillow thing was a real thing because like you know w- w- was there like some sort of controversy around this time about him being a dating something or being attracted to something that's like no no so um i was gonna get more into it as we went along and we get to the reveal of what he's into um but there is uh there is some realness to the story um basically what this is cribbing off of was there was an article in the new york times in july of 2009 about a guy in his 30s that had a very real relationship with a body pillow so this is more just like art replicating life and i think james franco just was probably like one of the hotter actors at the time so it's like let's get him in on and we know he's he's played weird roles before because i think this would be around pineapple express or just after pineapple express so he's doing you know those like goofball screwball comedy so like it would fit for him to be in this world and to be of a weird person who would be into something like that but it's more like they're taking a real story slapping it into the ripped from the headlines ripped from the headlines exactly 
Um, but Jack comes into Liz's office with some news. I called her, Lemon. What? I called Nancy on New Year's Eve at 3.42 a.m. Damn, that Phoenician wine. And you don't remember doing it? The last thing I remember is going into a closet and switching clothes with Bob Ballard. Look, I don't think you actually spoke to her. You hit pound after the number. I think you left a message. Siri, get on her UFace page. Lemon, do you mind? Second. Okay, her UFace page says they're on vacation. They're borrowing a friend's condo in Florida. Oh, what have I done? The woman is on vacation with her husband as we speak, probably having beach sex, which is the third best sex after elevator and White House. Is there any chance that she hasn't heard it yet? As a frequent leaver of drunken messages, I can tell you no good can come of this. As a frequent receiver of drunk messages, they are not cute. Even when they're from Liz. Good Lord. I've lemoned the situation with Nancy. I've got to erase that message. Lemoned? That's not a thing people are saying now, is it? Three? <sighs> lemoned. Doing it awesome. So I wish, I wish that joke continued throughout the series. We get it one more time in this episode. Jenna says it later on, but oh, I think the idea of someone lemoning something yeah. other than a fun just Yeah, I'm surprised. That seems like the thing that the show would have turned into a running yeah. gag. But I think so community's premiered by this time right community eventually makes this joke uh a similar joke a few years into its run too where britta just becomes oh right I remember she, that. everything yeah. just, every, every time something bad happens it's britta yeah. britta the situation yeah. um, community now on netflix now on netflix it, you couldn't find it anywhere else it's now there um which i think that's i mean it's been on netflix canada for a long time, I think it just yeah. recently wasn't it on in North America. What was it, it, on? it was on Hulu in North America for okay. a while, but I guess NBC is being more lax with the ownership and spreading it out, which makes more sense. Or Netflix. Which just... I, I think I think that's also adding fuel to the fire that supposedly it's getting a community movie, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if it goes to Netflix. Well, it's been I've seen Joel like McHale has clout there. Yeah, Allison Brie has clout there. Yeah, it would make true. sense that they could easily produce it and put it out. Yeah, and it's been in the lower part of the like the daily top ten since it um, uh, since it was released on there. Yeah. So that would yeah that would. I mean, it's me. a not to talk too much about community because I feel like we've done it already before. Yes. But like, uh, I just feel like I mean, yeah, it's a it's a good show. I mean, it's definitely a bingeable show, and it's one of those around the same time of Thirty Rock Office and Parks and Rec. It just sort of hit. Yeah, remember when the NBC Thursday Night lineup was? Yeah, that was, yeah. That I mean, was, I was, uh, it was the few lineups the I was actually modern classic that was coming out. I guess like the classic classic would be like the Seinfeld. Or yeah, I mean, Friends it was. Days. Yeah, so, it was the that's closest, like the classic classic. That's like the modern, the modern classic. Yeah, it was the closest to replicating that success, yeah. but still wasn't well. Six quality, I mean, maybe not not necessarily in ratings. No, exactly. Yeah, just in like people talking about it. Yeah, it having a. I mean, it's still meme to this day. And I guess Seinfeld. I mean, what there's the, the modern Seinfeld Twitter account, which is just like Seinfeld antics in modern day, so yeah, they still get their memes and stuff. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, uh, we <laughs> we come to uh, the meeting between James Franco and his manager and Liz and Jenna, and we learn the startling truth about James's private life. Here's the general idea, Jenna. You and I pretend that we met while filming a movie called Space Attack my title this movie will never be released because my performance will be deemed too provocative for america i wish i lived in france but out of this experience we found each other etc etc five dates a week one fight a month and because of a product placement deal with jamba juice the fight will be in a jamba juice i love jamba juice and this is the non-disclosure agreement regarding anything you two may learn about each other during the course of the relationship so before we get into the reveal, 
Liz isn't Jenna's agent or or lawyer no, or anything. Just, right? her, just her friend. Well, right. It's like I, I I guess I understand for the purpose of the show why having Liz and Jenna in the room like makes sense, but like I just, think legally Jenna should have better. I mean, a lawyer, an agent, like or someone you think yeah. would well, be I in mean, there. Liz was tasked to be there because in the opening, Jack's like, you take a meeting with her manager. Right, you're or right. Or with James's true. manager. That's so, true. I mean, I guess Liz is there just because Jack yeah. told her. But I think legally... I mean, I guess it makes the episode less fun, but it's like, that would be... I mean, could you imagine if, if you were a lawyer or agent and your client like just like took a meeting like that where they signed this contract and just like... Yeah, I mean, I you know, could I have the that. lawyer still yeah. be there in the scene yeah. just, yeah. I guess, you know, like distracted with like yeah. a phone or something like that. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's just overthinking it, but like that just like seemed like if this was real, like that would be an insane situation to put yourself absolutely. in. Like you're signing something without yeah. anyone there to like read over it. And I guess, I mean, Liz is doing that, but even still, she's not a legal representation. She's just yeah. a friend that's looking out for her friend. Yeah, what exactly is Mr. Franco covering up here? Liz, are you familiar with Japanese moe relationships where socially dysfunctional men develop deep emotional attachments to body pillows with women painted on them? I am not, James. Neither am I, Liz, which is why it's so weird that tabloids are running all these stories saying I'm in love with a body pillow. I mean, it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Then why is that here? Why? (laughs) Why is this table here? Why is that lamp here? Kamiko is... It is here like any other object. Objects are made by men and used for many purposes, but we never love objects. Where do I sign? So see, that's where it goes wrong for me, where he's doing like this over the top, like, oh, that's crazy. Like his line delivery is just like so it's it's unearned at that point because it's just like it's over so the top of what he's saying is like it, to me it's just like this sort of thing where like it looks like a person giving a performance and not a person having a genuine reaction to a situation. It's like mm. I get where like the I mean the the base reaction would be like, Oh, that's crazy. Like I'm not actually like you know what I mean? But the way he's the way he does it, it's just like so over the top it's like yeah. unrealistic and not even like i mean sometimes you can be like camping over the top and it works but like it doesn't work in that way it's like some middle of like it just i don't know it just it, i guess I, I, I didn't believe it it just looked like an actor doing a performance to me and i think it, to it you know i think i forgive it because what after he reacts that way then he's like you know the tabloids or i i feel like it's just like he's finally hit his breaking point for them and which, yeah. which is why he's now in this situation where he has to develop a fake relationship just to in, in, a, in order to save his relationship with his body pillow he has to fake a relationship and he's he's just hit that point where he's just like I've, I've i've been asked this question too many times i don't want to answer it again so i i, I forgive it but i do think it's fair like because two scenes or two minutes before he's relatively calm and cool and collected yeah and then he's asked a question like that and then he just sort of like goes off but half-hearted like it just yeah yeah I, I, I think it's just his line delivery is what just makes it yeah it just took me out of it so that's fair that's that's mostly what I was talking about at the end when I was talking about I didn't like really think it was a good performance but anyway okay so I guess we should talk about the body pillows which are real things I mean body pillows oh, yeah. exist in America but they're also they are almost a lifestyle uh, i mean they're a commodity they're an industry essentially in japan they're called dakimakuras uh essentially translates to to embrace or cling a pillow uh so it's a 
huge industry. It's not just females that are depicted. They're often males as well. It's just, it's a security, basically it's a security thing for emotional uh, development or emotional growth or whatever. Um, I mean, obviously it's bizarre. And I think it's one of those things of hinging on because it's foreign it's even weirder which i mean it is it's an odd Sorry. concept i mean i think it's just like, one of the things it's like the repression of japanese society yeah. it's like that's just one of the ways that it comes out in private yeah yeah um and i think if it were just like a regular body pillow with no art on it it wouldn't be seen as as weird but the fact that it has a character depicted on it it's become a, another level of okay well now this is just strange because you could i mean people have like security blankets and security right. things like not necessarily adults and they don't necessarily carry, carry around with them at least not in america but in japan it's way more common so it's less as a stigma there whereas in america it's odd why is this person carrying around a pillow with art on it doesn't really make any sense um so uh i think it's it's laughing and it's uh, you're supposed to be laughing at it in the sense that it's just weird foreign stuff which i don't know i'm kind of i think i think is a very hacky kind of thing to yeah do. it is um it's i mean it, not not to make it too weird but in in wrestling there's always this weird idea that you always boo, boo the foreign person because they're not oh, from dear. america and it's just like that makes no sense because it's like so it's like there's all these times they'll be like not even if and, and there's been a lot of really funny moments where they they've really got a sort of melting pot of culture now where there's like tons of canadians and a ton of oh canadians no i'm, I'm saying no, like, like there are a ton of canadians more ton not, of like yeah. middle eastern a lot of characters and there was one instance where there were two canadians wrestling each other but still a usa chant broke out yeah. and one of the guys that was in the wrestling match like was being the heel he was being the bad guy and he like looks out to the crowd and picks up a microphone he's like you know we're both canadians right and everyone starts like laughing but like it's like the the irony of it is just like just i don't know i don't it was such an 80s thing because that was when hulk hogan was big and all the gulf war stuff was thing and he was fighting all the middle eastern bad guys and it's just it's it's a thing that's carried on for another 30 years and it's just like this is so stupid it's uh, anyway so yes, you're supposed to think foreign things are weird, and it's comedy because foreign. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Liz gets a call from her cousin Randy, who's in town. Hello, Liz. It's Randy. Randy Lemon. Oh hey, Randy. What's up? Uh, well, my parents and I are kind of fighting right now because you spilled orange soda on the couch. No, because of the gay thing. So um, now I'm here in New York. Wait, you're in New York? Yeah, I figured I'd come stay with my cool cousin Liz. Besides, what better place for me to be now that I'm a homo? Is that the one we call ourselves? Nope, get a cab. Okay, go to my apartment, 168 Riverside Drive. Uh, okay, uh, actually, there's a guy here who offered to drive me if I helped him move a couch into a van. Nope, that's a serial killer. Just get a cab, I'll pay for it. Do you have Amish here? Just get in the house, Randy. Kenneth, Jonathan. I need one of you to help me with a very special assignment. <laughs> I hope it's me, but I'm honored just to be standing here with you. I'm going to drive up to Waltham, Massachusetts, break into a woman's home, and erase a potentially embarrassing and destructive answering machine message. The home in question has a doggy door that will be our way in. 
using these hangers. Prove that you are alive enough to accompany me to Waltham. It's Kenneth! You sicken me. So is this just like a budding Jack and Kenneth relationship? I feel like the last season has just been them interacting more and more together. Yeah. And poor Jonathan, all he wants is his approval. All he wants is his approval. He tries so hard. I can't even fit myself through a coat hanger. <sighs> I feel like Jonathan would be, would be easier to throw into the bus than Kenneth. I don't know. In Jack's eyes. What? I feel like, I mean, I feel like he's thrown Jonathan under the bus way more than he's thrown Kenneth. Like, right. So why but wouldn't you take Jonathan in case you get busted? No, oh. because you need someone he can rely on to complete the job and fit through the doggy door. If you've gone, I don't know. I, I was, if you're going to go through all the trouble of knowing how this house is laid out, wouldn't you just somehow find a way to get a key to the place at that point rather than just getting into the doggy door? How would you get a key, though? How would you find the blueprints to this house that easy to know that it has a doggy door? Google image search. I don't, doesn't do a 360 of a house. I mean, most doggy doors are on the back door, not the front door. Not always, but most of them. Well, maybe you could just Google the address and like like images, like necessarily like Google Maps. Like maybe just there's pictures of the house from like being on Zillow or does Zillow exist in 2010? That's true. Well, no, because we haven't learned that the house is for sale yet. So, but even so, like doesn't I'm, Zillow sometimes have? I don't know. I'm just trying. To, I'm just I'm, trying to justify trying, it. No, it's fair. It's fair. I just anyway. <laughs> So uh, we're starting to cut some stuff because we're getting a little bulky here. Um, well, there's a really funny visual scene of Kenneth yeah. not knowing how to operate a computer. <laughs> and instead of uh, breaking into her email, he keeps taking pictures of himself and posting them to the desktop background and, and saving to the address book. And, and then emailing to all of the address yeah. book. Uh, just like, It's a lot of funny visual stuff. We also get this, the second scene of Tracy of him announcing that he's going to name her Virginia. Uh, because that's where she was conceived. Uh, but we come now, uh, Randy is with Liz, and Liz is trying to keep him safe from this, the dangers of New York. Hey, Liz. Oh, thank God. Randall Lemon, where were you? I'm sorry, I met these two guys and they just dropped me off. Well, I'm glad they brought you home, but... That's where I'm meeting them later, a bar called Home Butt. No, you're not. You came to New York to see your cool cousin, not run around with strange gentlemen. She seemed to be so protective of me. This is New York City, Randy. Liz, do you know how hard it was growing up gay in Methenburg, Pennsylvania? The local TV station edited Will and Grace down so much that it was just called Karen. Being in New York, this is the first time I've ever felt like myself, and I want to go out and enjoy it. Have fun. Oh, we're going to have fun. We're going to stay here and make nachos and see who can fall asleep the earliest. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> I like the joke about the Will and Grace because it almost makes you think because it's not called Grace and Karen that they probably took all the Grace stuff out too, making it right. less Jewish. So it literally is just about this drunk conservative lady about town this rich yeah. lady conservative like it's just like wow <laughs> which that's insane but also not unheard of of shows being censored to hell to being like an almost an entirely different show i can't think of any off the top of my head but i remember watching syndicated shows growing up and then watching them less syndicated and less edited and it was just like wow this is almost an entirely different show 
Yeah. Yeah, which it happens, but yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and just really quickly, the actor who plays Randy is... I thought he looked familiar. I looked up at Jeffrey Self. He's kind of just... He did something. The reason why I really recognize him was because he was he recurred on Search Party hmm. in the second season, which that is a show with a really interesting trajectory. Like, it, it like the first season aired, like, two episodes a night, five nights in a row, and then it was, like, the second season... Like, well, because it was when TBS was, like, shifting their strategy, yeah. and the second season was... It wasn't was maybe like a couple episodes a week for me. Anyway, it was renewed for a third and a fourth season, but like it's been now over like two years since it was on the air and it's moving to HBO Max. So it's like, I just wonder when it launches. Like it's just, it's been so long. Like it was a good show that like was on just the weird network for it. Yeah. Like it could have functioned on, I don't know, HBO or FX or yeah, it looks even like Comedy that, Central. Yeah, I mean, maybe. It, I mean, it could, it worked as a TBS show, but it definitely yeah. felt more like a Comedy Central or FX show. Yeah, I got through the first season, and I was like, I feel like I didn't get it. And then you and I talked about it, and I was like, oh, like I didn't get the joke of that. It's like, a, uh, like a parody almost of like mm-hmm. detective stuff and like scooby-doo almost like of just being like kids getting into antics and like trying to solve a mystery i didn't get it because i feel like it i felt the message wasn't that clear yeah and in its first season because like it felt like it wanted to be serious and then there would be comedic bits to it and then it's like oh and then it would go back to being serious again it's like there's this real threat that any of any time on any of them could be in danger and then it all wrapped up and it had like this weird dark ending dark humor ending not I mean, it was a dark, well, ending, it was but, a dark ending, but a dark humor ending of like, oh shit, actually something bad really did happen. And then that's where you leave the ep- the season on. And then you're like, I don't, what, what, what was the message here? Like, I, don't, I feel like it just, it was the tones were kind of all over the place and I feel like it wasn't really consistent and it's what it was trying to convey, but it was still entertaining, but yeah, I could see why people wouldn't want to come back for a second season. No, I mean you did, mm-hmm. and you're ready for more. But... Yeah, for sure. Like I thought the second season wasn't as focused as the first. So basically, the incident that that happens at the very end of the first season, like kind of drives the entire plot for the second season. And it's a little less focused. Like they're still like I think foremost. Like I saw it as kind of like a satire of millennials. So like the first, like the second season does that, but the first season is like really what does that. The second season is a little bit less focused. Like it gets a little bit. Like, the, the psychology of the characters that comes out of that incident, like, kind of... It, it drives the season, but it also, like, makes it not as sharp, I think, as the first season was. So, mm-hmm. I'll be really interesting to see where it goes. The second season ends on a big uh, cliffhanger slash plot spoiler. Yeah, I can't say it's, it's a big plot spoiler, mm-hmm. too. But basically ends on something that can totally drive plot-wise the third season. But in terms of, like, tone and, like... I mean, it's been so long now. I mean, I haven't watched it, you know, since it mm. since it aired. So that's weird. I, weird. I mean, I remember the main plot beats, but it's like I'm just really curious to see where it's gonna. Yeah, how you're gonna connect pick up, and it was years. yeah, I think it was renewed for two at least two more seasons mm. on HBO Max. So also, Leah Shawcat was in Green Room, which that was a very interesting choice for oh, her to be in. She yeah. did a great job. She, I mean, she yeah, she's been doing a yeah, interesting range yeah. of stuff since yeah. she left the rest of development like she was on transparent for a season hmm. playing like a nanny who got into a thruple with the married couple she was nannying for okay. like green room like broad city she's yeah broad, broad city. city yeah she's done a couple like netflix like or, or not netflix rom-coms but like rom-coms that have ended up on netflix mm-hmm. or something yeah anyway i don't know she, it's she's been doing interesting no things. she's great i mean yeah. she's great i've got nothing against her but it was just yeah. like oh she's in green room oh okay I just, I, 
knowing like it's like when you see a comedian in like 10 comedian film or comedic films and then they're in one sudden serious like drama role you're like yeah oh all right that's interesting uh, but meanwhile back at nancy's house uh, jack's still sifting through their lives and stumbles upon nancy and her husband's Sir, this computer is not helping with our search. If you type Nancy's secrets into the internet, do you have any idea what comes up? A store that sells wig extensions. I've seen all this before, Kenneth. Separate beds, the empty closets, the brave public face. This is just another Irish Catholic couple who won't admit to the world that their marriage is over. Sir, you don't know that. They're on vacation together right now. Are they? Nancy Donovan, still so organized. In German class, Mr. Kruger always chose her to sort the students. He was eventually arrested by Israeli commandos. Look, on the 30th, she took flight 1470 to RSW. He left the next day for CVG. They have to be different cities. Uh, Fort Myers and Cincinnati. Did you not learn your nation's airport codes in high school? She's at the beach house alone. That's the most divorced sentence I've ever heard. Mr. Donaghy, this snooping has to stop. We came here to erase... Oh! I just took a picture of both of us! So, is that sorting joke a Holocaust joke? I I mean, I guess it could be, like... Because, I mean, the punchline is he was eventually arrested by Israeli commandos. I don't know how else to read that other than a Holocaust joke. I guess so. It's just like the only thing is like there's no like clear punchline. Like I guess like obviously like right. I mean as a reference, like it makes sense people being sorted into whatever it's probably during mm-hmm. the Holocaust. But it's like I guess so, but it's like what's the I joke? Not, like it's a it's more of a yeah. reference than a joke. And like then what's the what what makes it clever? That you know what I mean? Because it's not. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, what's it referencing then? Yeah, what I'm saying exactly. Like I don't. If there's a reference point. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, just being sorted into. <clears throat> is 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 there a. a Besides the Holocaust, is there a German idea of you sort people? I mean, Germans being very organized, but I, I don't know. Well, okay, so then that works. But then why you have the Israeli is uh, Israeli commando joke at the end? Because he was German, German teacher. So Germans, they're Nazis. Ha ha. I don't know. I mean, mean, it could have been intentional, and maybe it is. And there's some just like angle of it that, but it just doesn't. It seems like it's more of a reference. And if it is, then what's the? I don't know. I don't see what the cleverness or point is really. The, the Germans, they're Nazis, ha, they sort of, you know what I mean? Like, that just seems yeah. like, I don't know. Like, that seems like a, I mean, I mean it's like, I mean, like a family guy joke, not a 30 Rock joke. <laughs> yeah. No offense. No, it's not. take it. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I mean, you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I've never quite understood what that reference is, because uh, it doesn't stick out as any prominent war movie figure or anything. Like, I've just always read it as a Holocaust joke, which... I mean, gross, obviously. No, I mean, that, a Holocaust joke isn't necessarily... I mean, a Holocaust joke can be funny. Name one Holocaust joke that's funny. I mean, I can't... I'm not like a stand-up comedian. I can't say something <laughs> off the top of my head, but... I mean, well, you've heard I mean, listen, Jews and Gallows humor are like... A, 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 a very entwined relationship. So there are plenty of, like, darkly funny Holocaust jokes that are clever and funny. Just, I mean, I yeah. can't think of anything off the top of my head, but... Yeah. Yeah. I'll anyway. give you the benefit of the doubt. So after trying to see who could go to sleep first, it looks like Liz lost because Randy is wearing it all over his face. 
Good morning. Is that glitter? Oh, my God. Did you go out last night after I won the sleeping contest? I forgot to wash my face, didn't I? I meant to do it at the club, but when I got into the bathroom, everything started up again. Okay, that's it. I'm taking you to the Port Authority. To get on a bus home, not to meet people. God. Oh, look, you've had your fun. You've seen New York. You've made some really neat friends. But maybe that's enough for a first step, okay? Yeah. Okay, you're right. But I'm not going home until I give my cool cousin a makeover. <laughs> Is it going to be fierce? It would be if it was 2006. <laughs> Well, I do have this one cardigan that I've been kind of afraid to wear. Well, let's see it, girl. It has fuzzy buttons and... Oh, the draft is... I'm not going back hey, to Methenburg. Hey! Lady Levin, you open this door right now! Okay, I do appreciate the irony that I'm the one stuck in the closet now. Is that irony? Not really! Why is the writer asking if that's irony? <laughs> no, right? She should know better. She should know that. I mean, it, well... It's definitely irony. I would right? say it is because it's the person who just came out of the closet locking someone in the closet. Like, to me, that's, like, pretty it's, straightforward irony. Yeah, so. I was like, it's not satire. Yeah. No. It's irony. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so is this a good representation of a gay character? Because I feel like when we had the episode of the... I, interesting so interesting enough this is now the um this is still Liz's apartment but there's some uh, construction in the background of this scene that shows that she's still working on building her dream home where she's now built a staircase up into her her uh, upstairs neighbor's apartment oh now it's um, her apartment well, now her apartment <laughs> um so is this a better representation of a gay character than that episode because i feel like you had fault with the way they represented him that by the end he was he at first was sort of straight laced, and then when it came out that he was gay, he started leaning more into stereotypes. Oh, so right, is gotcha. this a better representation? I think so, because even though he, like, yes, it plays it as sort of like effeminate or whatever, like, I mean, it feels like to the character, I mean, like, coming out and then all of a sudden feeling more open to act, you know, what you feel is more normal yourself is, is pretty okay. normal and typical. So I would say so. Like, I mean, he, he doesn't do anything, like, there, there's nothing like. Well, I mean, crazy like, over the top oh, or i mean, I mean it was sort of over the top but it's in a way that but it's in a way that feels like true to what someone who just came out and like went to the big city for the first time and was going on the town like it, it it feels i don't know to me like it just it works better where the yeah. other one was like you're right well, like right i remember now what you're talking about where it was like right he played it extremely like whatever and then all of a sudden as soon as he was gay like it leaned into stereotypes so this way it's just like i mean it sort of i guess plays into certain stereotype of whatever but it's in a way that i think I don't know. It's realistic it and not mocking or feels over the top or un, or untrue the situation. So I think it yeah, I think it works for me. Okay. What do you think? Uh, no, I, I think I do agree um, because I mean I think it's just a young thirsty twink that's desperate for any sort of gay experience. Is that a Methenburg? Uh, yeah, I mean you you're, you you can get you get what you want. I mean it's still <laughs> I mean it's definitely heavy, heavy stereotypes in terms of like every time you're in a gay club if you're in a bathroom it's automatically sex will happen or something like which yeah is, i mean a little but i mean that, that's definitely a stereotype truth, but, that i mean of the thing that happens but yeah. but i think it also pushes back a little bit because there's a scene where like it's like oh, i'm gonna give you a makeover but it's like it's really a ruse to get her locked right. to you know to to hide her so it's like it kind of like pushes back by like it inverts that stereotype yeah. to basically get liz out of the way so yeah. he can stay yeah. in the city so no I, I do think this is a better representation and still mocking some of the stereotypes that were 
stronger at this time uh, in television. And now the truth comes out about the mess voicemail uh, that Jack left for Nancy. The sun is up and we are still in these people's home. God can see us now. We have to find that voicemail code. It's on the dry erase board above the phone. What? I saw it there a few hours ago, but I wasn't done looking around. I'm ready to hear the message now. Sir, I don't mean to swear, but I am irritated right now. Five, five, two, eight, seven. Thursday, December 30th. Thursday, December, Friday, January 1st, 3.42 a.m. Meine liebe Greta, it's Klaus. Remember Mr. Kruger's German class? I took it to be with you. Sat behind you so I could talk to you and try to see the top of your underwear. You were Greta, and I was Klaus. Jack, are you coming in? I'm on the phone. Get back in the hot tub. Ballard, don't let them put their tops back on. I'm going to say goodnight with help from the poet Rilke, because only German can capture what seeing you again has made me feel. Aus unendlichen Sehnsuchten steigen endlich Toten wie Schwacke von Tannen. Auf Wiedersehen, Greta. To erase, press 7. To save, press 9. For more options, press 4. Sir, what are you doing? Erase it. I don't know. I thought I wanted a clean break, but if that message is how I really feel, maybe she was supposed to hear it. Her marriage is falling apart. We meet again after all these years. Mr. Donaghy, whatever's happening here, it is not your place to interfere. If Mrs. Doherty wanted you in her life, she would have called, given you some sign. But she hasn't. Let it go, sir. You're right, Kenneth. But you are leaving through the doggy door. So in that scene, Kenneth calls Nancy Mrs. Doherty, which is her married name, Donovan being her maiden name. In the last episode, we I remember we did some sort of riff on Nancy Meyer, because, and now I'm wondering, did we just pull that out of thin air and she wasn't called Nancy Meyer? We're under the impression, I think, that Donovan was her married name and Meyer was her maiden name, but mm. maybe we just heard something else and went on that riff and we were totally wrong. Anyway, anyway. the point is, Doherty's her married name, Donovan is her maiden name. Yeah, but how so. would... I mean... Kenneth wouldn't know that. Yeah. Like, well, he, I mean, assuming that he's essentially the same as the audience, we have never heard her married name. Right. I mean, it could just be like, we, we, I think we just say it off screen somehow. Right. They, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, th- I think it's just, I mean, they're that. in their home, so Kenneth could have just seen it somewhere. Um, but I mean, in any instance, Jack has referred to her thus far in the show. It's always been Donovan, Donovan, Donovan. Yeah. So apparently, at some point, you thought Meyer, or we thought Meyer. I don't know where that came from. Uh, but yeah, so uh, we now have a maiden name and a married name for Nancy. All right, so uh, Jack leaves defeated uh, that Kenneth essentially really made the right choice that he, Jack has no right to even interfere in this relationship and try and budge Nancy in or out. Um, so Kenneth is actually the good moral high ground here. Uh, we come back to 30 Rock in the writer's room. Uh, the writers are watching, in, is it Today Show was the NBC one? Or? Today Show, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, and Matt Lauer, unfortunately, uh, is giving fun, with massive air quotes, uh, vacation travel trips, such as, you know, you take 
the shampoo, you put it in the small travel, and then you put the regular shampoo back into the shower. Like, I mean, I know the joke is it's so fucking simple that that's why it's a top fun tip, but it's like, it's that. Yeah, I always wonder like these, these obviously morning shows like do segments like this all the time with their travel tips or money tips or shot yeah or like sales you know like when they have when they're on the they do the big sales and it's like all of these things are like there are like so many articles they're on so the basic. so many web pages like there's like so many yeah web articles it's like I mean I think that's... I guess if like for people who are too busy to really do it like that's their yeah. way of knowing it but it's just like it seems like an artifact of an earlier time when it was like maybe that was the way you found out about the yeah. Sale it's like they're, they're they're trying they're hoping that you don't know what the internet is yeah and that you don't know to google any of these because yeah. yes all of this is and i just every time i see those things one they're horribly paced when they're doing like those massive christmas sales like here you can go to this website and if you use this code from usa to, or today uh you can get blah 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 percent it's like we've got to hit six things and we have two minutes to do yeah. it so it's just these really rushed things of like yeah, here's this here's this ice cream maker, and you put the water in. Oh, we don't have time for that anymore. And then they're on to the next thing. Like, here's a remote control. It's a USB remote. Oh, we don't have time for that anymore. And it's just like it's like give yourself either less things to talk about or well, no, more time. That's to talk the about thing. Them. And it's they don't like, have either. They got to pack into a quick segment, exactly, and they got to get as much in as exactly. possible. Exactly. And it's just like it's just it, and as the and I'm uh, every time I see things like that, I'm like, someone wrote this. Someone wrote these scripts. These people are reading, and all I'm thinking is for the poor writer that's like. Yeah. Well, and the host like has I mean, to like keep things moving and yeah, be, and yeah. beyond message for, for and the like, writer, move I'm like I went to school for this. I went. I worked really hard to get on the show. I mean, they probably get paid extremely well. I'm sure they do, but like, still, like, is that really that fulfilling that you're just writing these hacky little? How much is any job home, fulfilling? Home tips. The like, did you know that if you take if you put them in smaller bottles, those are easier to travel than putting them in right? And it's just like. It's like that. I don't. I don't know how fulfilling that is for those people. But like you said, they're probably getting compensated incredibly well, so they can't complain that much. But anyway, uh, uh, Jenna shares that she's having real feelings now for James. Liz, relationship emergency. Why are you wearing a man's shirt and no pants? Last night, James kissed me, and for a second, I forgot it was fake. And it was incredible. Now, having lunch with James and the actress who plays my mom somehow seems hollow. What's wrong with me? Jenna, what you're feeling is good. This thing with James is fun and exciting, but it isn't real. Deep down, I think you want to be with someone you really love and who can love you back. More friends on the plaza this morning. Hi, guys. You celebrating? We're in love. Trent's quitting the Navy, and we're going to get married in Massachusetts. Congratulations. Oh, boy. You want to save money on the trip, consider taking a sandwich. Give him a hand. (laughs) Sorry, that's just so funny to me. It's just so funny, because, right, I mean... Yes, like it's all super just like that's just like so perfect encapsulation of those morning show tips that it's just like save money, yeah. take a sandwich. Oh, it's so funny. I mean, it's like, it really is like something your mom would say. Yeah. When you're getting ready when you're well, it's just the most right. It's the most obvious. Pack your own food and you don't have to buy it on the way. It's just right. It's the most obvious thing. That's why I, just, I don't know. It's just so funny the way they act like it's this. Anyway, also we get a, a really quick bit of information there in that. Jenna has an actress play her mother. Yeah, that's true. Because we still haven't met Jenna's mom yet. She's coming up this season. Um, but yeah, that it's a very... I mean, if you're not paying attention, you can easily miss it, Jenna. Yeah. If, why did she hire someone to play her mom? And somehow that's not hollow, but adding James Franco into it and another fake relationship into it, that's when it becomes hollow. <laughs> that's a good joke. 
Tracy meets a young dancer with the same name as his soon-to-be daughter, uh, which is a scene that we're being cut just for time and for the sake of... We talked about it. We sort yes. of sum, sort of summarized the entire plot point of his story. It's hard for women in the world. It's hard for women in the world. Um, and Kenneth makes a wild discovery about the uh, voicemail passcode that they found at Nancy's house. No way. I was wrong, sir. There is a sign. She's been thinking about you for years. Why can't you be more like Kenneth? Go on. Her code. Five, five, two, eight, seven. Do you know what it means? Well, it's not a date. The first numbers are too high. It's not the numbers, sir. It's the letters. They spell Klaus. Your name in German class. The class you were in with Nancy. In high school. Back in Massachusetts. I get it, Kenneth. I'm just trying to figure out my next move. I have to play it cool. You should buy a leather jacket. Get Suri in here. Not you. <laughs> I have to be honest. I looked at my phone just to see if there was like any other combination and that was like an end of being a joke. But no, there's like, it's definitely that because the five key is J, K, and L. And like, mm -hmm. there's no other, you can't, those letters, you can't really put in any other combination that would like work. It has to be K, L. And then it's like, A two is A, B, C. So it's like, well, it has to be K, L, A. And then it's so like, well, did, then it's, they did the yeah. research. So they did, yeah. Well, I, I was just curious if like either it was an upcoming joke and it was supposed to be something else, or if it was just like a it could have been something else. But nope, they they did it pretty well. Good so job. good job, team. That's also like if this show didn't rely on landlines, that joke would be completely useless because yeah. your phone doesn't show. Maybe it does. Mine does. But, Mine does. Yeah. I mean. It's, I mean, I, I assume from, I mean, how often do you see things telling you now, use the letters on your numbers as... I think for TV ads, they still do that. Yeah, for like those text, like text message, bleepity blah, to numbers, five, 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 or whatever, but like, it's still like... Well, that too, but just on 1-800 numbers in commercials, like, call 1-800, blah, 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 to order today. I feel like that happens Yeah, but... Often. Yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, but I think part of us being not so much involved in TV ads and seeing those much anymore i guess yeah. you sort of forget about oh it, true but... probably younger yeah probably like younger people i either yeah. or may not be as aware of it but yeah i think i mean obviously a lot of people still watch tv as an older audience too so that's true so liz decides that randy should have some fun while he's in new york and realizes she's being too strict uh meanwhile jenna faces James and says she can no longer be in a fake relationship. She wants to be in a real relationship. They both have a revelation. <gasps> you can't just break up with me. I'll sue you for breach of contract. Oh, you, you're being such a non-pillow right now. But don't you understand? I just want something real in my life for once. I want what you have with Kamiko. <sighs> Kamiko-ton. What am I doing, Jenna? Pretending to be something I'm not. Making myself miserable when I've got happiness waiting for me at home. Unless Kamiko's jealous of the Ottoman. There's nothing going on there. That's a business relationship. Don't lemon your life, James. Be happy. I'm the actor James Franco, dammit. And I'm in love with and common law married to a Japanese body pillow. I think that's another scene uh, showcasing what you were referring to. He's just like, he's hitting the beats, but he's not giving them time to land and he's just moving right on to the next joke. Cause like there yeah. should have been a moment where um, he has like, where he says like Kamiko time and he sighs and then maybe they cut to Jenna to get her reaction. And then you come back to the next beat. 
Like he says it, boom, and then he goes to the next joke. And it's like, you got to let that land, give it some time to breathe, let the audience yeah. take it in and laugh, and then you go on to the next beat. But he's just hitting them so fast that it's like, okay, slow down, buddy. Yeah. Like, are you are you here for 30 minutes? Or are you here for the day to record these scenes? Because it seems like you're only here for a very limited amount of time. Maybe you had to get back to school. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it just, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He, he's rushing some of them. It's that, and it's like his line, it's just a combination with some of his facial expressions. Like, it's the facial expression. Like, I don't know, sometimes, like, you'll see in shows, like, background actors who are, like, acting. So, like, they're, they're having, like, reactions of what the main characters are doing. And it's, like, it's just, like, they're people who aren't, like, you know, they're not necessarily normally actors or whatever. So they're not really necessarily convincing actions. Like, that's kind of what his line reading implies with com- or combined with his facial expression. He's like, I'm James Franco, damn it. And it's, like, it just looks like someone who's, like, having emo acting emotions or whatever yeah. as opposed you know what i mean so just something like i guess i get it maybe part of it just my personal like i like acting that just like feels like an actual situation as opposed to looking like performance so it just like it just seems like yeah just a performance as opposed to whatever to me so yeah i don't know that's fair i mean it's 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 valid i think everything yeah. you're saying so far is is fair and valid um, but again, I think because of just the content and that there's no real stakes here, that it's like, I can forgive it. And I'm and not, not saying that you're like, this ruins the episode. I'm not saying you're saying yeah. that, but like, it is definitely like, now that you're pointing it out, it's like, yeah, it's fair. It's everything you're saying is valid mm. and, and right. Yeah. Um, but uh, I guess quickly we should talk about the honorifics that he's using. Uh, so Kamiko Tan would be just a almost baby talk way of saying chan which in honorific would be more like you say that to um someone that is you're under or someone sorry that's under that's younger than you or that is under you like you would say um uh, you would in japanese culture. in japanese culture yes not in american culture like it's it's the same as saying mr and miss or mr and mrs things like that but in japanese you have san you have chan you have all these honorifics that you would apply to a name and so what he's saying is he's very comfortable with this person, and, and I guess in this pillow, and that they had a very playful relationship. So there you go. You learned something Good today. Job. And James Franco is not going to be true to himself. True so. to himself. And Liz is going to say yes to everything. Yes to life. Liz. James. Wow. It was great. Is Jenna here? No, Jenna and I broke up, actually. We both decided it was time to be happy. Me too. I'm saying yes to life. Okay. Let's do this. Hey, you got home late. Yeah, I, um... Randy, this is James Franco and our... Friend, Kimiko Tan. Hey, Randy. I'm gonna go to the bus station. I think that's for the best. I guess that's the line for the newly outed gay is James Franco and a pillow is too much. <laughs> yeah. That was a quick way to get him out of the show, too. We'll wrap up. Yeah, that's we, true. we need him out of the apartment by the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> How can we do that? Just, I don't know, have Liz have sex with James Franco on a pillow. I don't know. Uh, but there's the fun visuals joke also when james introduces the pillow he he bends it so it's bowing which is like so unnecessary but it's like it's funny at the same time it's like why is he having the pillow bow i mean obviously other than like the honor of 
that's what they do in that culture but it's just like it's such an added thing that it's like ugh, silly I, i've never i don't know the gay that just ran away to have wild bathroom sex like the line too far is just yeah. his cousin having sex with james franco like that's too much i need to go back to a, a more wholesome too much heterosexuality hard, happening guess, here yeah, yeah. um all right so any uh so we'll we'll play the outro credits as we always do and that's where uh tracy has the revelation that women are mistreated and they need to be treated better so he's going to add a female to the entourage and it does the setup for the next episode to be continued so it's all there uh but final thoughts on klaus and bertha uh i would say i liked it fine like it was pretty good there were uh some plenty of good jokes and stuff like that but i think like i I should reiterate reiterate from what i said at the beginning it just there was a little too much and kind of contrast the last episode where there were four plot lines but it all worked somehow this was like again like just the the, the tracy one tracy storyline just got such short shrift that i think it could have been better as a solid b plot in another episode or you know we have a solid b plot in this episode and then then move other things around but um but overall so i thought i thought it was it was it was a good episode though yeah um, I, I always remember that James Franco is in an episode, um, but I couldn't quite place it. And the reason is because the story's not built around that. It's just a side story. So uh, once this episode started, and I remember hearing um, Jenna say she was she met James Franco manager, I was like, oh, that's right. This is the episode that has him in it. But um, yeah, it's 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 a come and go sort of guest role, and I think I think he does a good job. But I also think like your criticisms about his delivery and just his general acting in this is valid and and fair to criticize. Um, but I think it's just it's so silly and over the top that it's like ah, I can forget yeah. it. But it's I mean, like, I don't really mind over the top. It doesn't break anything. anything. It just it just, it just well, well, I mean, yeah. I've talked about it. it. Just didn't quite work for me here. Yeah. But you know, yeah, it's all subjective. Also, this was I was trying to. This was before he hosted the Oscars. I feel like that's like a very clear delineation like the career of james franco like pre-oscars and post-oscars it's like i'm kind of surprised this was before because if i would have guessed it would have been after because like it seems like before was like since then is when he's really leaned into the more public like oh like you know he is does wacky things and like does like avant-garde and like you know he writes books and makes directs movies and writes movies and blah 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 and it's in and and and, and then in the end that's more of like i feel like a post oscars thing so i i I kind of thought this was like that but apparently it was about a year a year before so so he is he's he's leaning into it yeah starting to lean into it yeah yeah yeah. what's he doing anything recent I feel, like, I feel like I haven't heard much from James Franco lately. I didn't really, I mean, I don't really follow him either. Like him and Seth Rogen, like, well, Seth Rogen's mostly doing like production stuff and he's still like writing, but he yeah. seems well, like he he's did, taking less roles. He did which one of the disaster, well, oh, that's what, right, that's what happened. He did the disaster artist the year before last and yeah. then those, the, um, I guess the sexual harassment yeah, claims came out right. and that kind of tapered yeah. things off for a little while. Yeah. So has he done anything since then? Hold on, let me just look at his, uh, what was that big Oscar the the solo not free solo but the, oh tw- uh, the 24 24 hours, seven hours or twenty seven hours yeah, yeah. one hundred twenty seven hours yeah. or something like that that yeah. was like his big Oscar yeah he got an Oscar nomination big, yeah for that yeah so yeah apparently he in twenty eighteen he was in two films called Future World and Pretenders and last year something called Zeroville which is that a that might be a uh, that's a novel adaptation but anyway not not anything that was that successful or received a lot of publicity i guess mm. so um 
Hans Brusen. Ja, Hans Brusen. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, and looking at things he's produced in that last year in, in 2018 and 2019, doesn't look like anything that prominent. Mm-hmm. The, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which I think was that Coen Brothers Netflix, Netflix movie. thing. But other than that, I guess he's just been pretty quiet since the disaster artist. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he hasn't needed to work, so it's not like some. But I mean, I feel like there's going to be now... It's been this long. It's either by the end of this year we'll hear about him, or definitely by next year he'll have some sort of resurgence where he'll be either make a sequel to something or he'll make like a big Oscar non push to be in another role or something like that. I feel like it's enough time will have passed that he can come back and he will forgive and forget kind of thing. Yeah, we'll see. And it's interesting he was in this episode with the uh, Randy Shoreline because like I think he's been accused of like gay baiting too. Cause like he's there he did that movie it was like sort of weird like it wasn't quite do- it was sort of a documentary such movie like so al pacino was in a movie in the, the 60s or 70s i can't remember what it's called basically like he played a cop and there was like in like um he, a cop who went undercover in like gay nightclubs and gay cruising spots to catch a, a killer or something and it was like it was somehow it was like both i think sympathetic and homophobic so a few years ago james franco made like a it was like a doc, like it was a documentary slash movie that was like recreating those scenes, but it was also a documentary about behind. It was, I don't know. It was like it was kind of in like his like self-referential like meta thing. I think it's been associated with him anyway. So like obviously like because of the storyline, like it, it, there was a strong gay component. So like there have been other roles he's taken. I think that's like he's been accused of like sort of just like I don't know, like being straight but acting as if like he might be even though he's not to like kind of like make himself seem more complex or whatever. I think that's pretty common of a lot of the people in that sort of comedy troupe sort yeah. of do things like that like i think some of them do it better but um i think like his brother's kind of the same way too like dave franco's kind of that same way where like they're both attractive people and they'll take roles where they play gay or they sort of play the line of like i'm not sure the sexuality of this person is and they sort of play it up for whatever uh, I think that's just sort of I'm not I'm not excusing it or, or saying it's acceptable. Well, I'm not coming either think, way. I just think it's kind of a coincidence that yeah. I think there's there's a period where that was just a thing that people were doing. Yeah. Well, to it, get some sort of. But I mean, like specifically him, like a lot of things. Whatever. Yeah, but I think it's like just a lot of the so his role he's taken pro person and stuff. Like it's, I've seen him, like I mean maybe accused is is a strong word, but just like. That's just like a, a thing I've seen attached. I like think that always happens though in any any straight actor. I mean, sort of, but like gay, specifically, like, like why couldn't this go to a gay role? But gay, not just, but not just that. Not that, that. I mean, but, but that he's consistently like he's yeah. like d- like definitely identifies, or you know, whatever is a straight person, but someone who like you know gives the impression that he could be in a way to like be like more marketable, like kind of maybe the same way like a Nick Jonas character, where it's like he's definitely straight, but like he's kind of played up his sexual in a way like he could him? be is that him doing that or is that like his press and his agency no, d- I mean, sort of also i mean sort of uh helping well maybe both but but i mean i don't know i just, guess i mean i guess like i'm not again not excusing yeah. it not making it acceptable well that's the thing that's like, acceptable or excusable I, I mean i was just i was just i mean my thought was just it's interesting that he was in this episode where there was coincidentally that other storyline where that was like oh. that's been like a part of his career like yeah you know, that's fair. not necessarily commenting on it or saying that anything is is whatever I just well, know. I've never personally found James Franco attractive so it never worked on me <laughs> so yeah sorry James you have to try harder 
Right, and I just always like skeezy stoner guy. That's how I've always pictured him. Like from Freaks and Geeks to even now, I've just never really worked on me. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, well. All right. Well, as always, uh, thanks for joining us on Go To There. If you like what we're doing, rating and reviewing and all that fun stuff is going to be uh, the best way to help us out. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next week on Blacklight Attack, uh, episode 68, season 4, episode 10. Uh, we're in your favorite and our forgotten character, Danny, Yay. <laughs> returns once again to 30 Rock uh, as him and Liz uh, try to keep their relationship secret from everyone else on the crew. David, take us out. See you next time. I blame you three for my unhealthy attitude towards women. You have created an atmosphere of hostility and intolerance that everyone talks about all the time. Grizz, when was the last time you told your fiance you loved her? Since the phone call, I interrupted to make this announcement. Kenneth, your haircut is disrespectful to lesbians. Dot com, do you ever read books by women? But George Eliot was a woman. Enough! I've made a decision. And starting next week, I'm adding a woman to the entourage. Really? Mr. Donaghy, this snooping has to stop. We came here to erase... Oh! I just took a picture of both of us!